You're listening to KBFT's Anishinaabe Language and Culture Show with Karen Drift and George Strong. View more content at kbft.org. Brought to you by Boys Fort Tribal Community Radio and the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Oh, bonjour, yeah. Uh... You're listening to KBFT 89.9 FM, yeah, right here on your uh, your beautiful, sunny Tuesday, yeah, Nijo Gijikat, and we are here today, uh, let's see, with the Karen Drift Anishinaabe Moen radio show right here on KBFT, it's a show where we go over a little bit of uh, language, history, and uh, culture. Yeah, with uh, Auntie Karen here. She's very passionate about uh, our ways as uh, Anishinaabe people and especially as uh, uh, so- <laughs> I forgot already. Oh, Asabi uh, yeah, as uh, Net Lake and all the people that live here in this uh, beautiful village. It's been here, you know, it's funny because you look at historical photos and uh, all the trees, they look the same. It's really crazy. Awesome, actually. Anyhow, um, we are here this morning and uh, we usually start off with our introductions. And I will start off by introducing myself and I'll just say Anin in Dunaway. In Dunaway, Maganug. Does that sound right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my relatives, I have a hard time remembering things. Actually, I have a hard time switching my brain from one thing to another. I was laughing at myself this morning trying to go over different uh, types of paper <laughs> online, and I just couldn't function it for some reason. Maybe sleep. Sleep is a good thing, too. Well, anyhow, uh, good morning, my relatives, and... Mishkobanes Indijnakaz, and that's what they call me. I am Redbird. And Migizi Nindundam, and that is my clan. I am of the Eagle Clan, and I hail from Onanami Zagaigun Indunjaba, and that's just kind of what I'm saying is I am from uh, the Lake Vermilion area of our reservation here. Skunigun. Shkunigun. Yeah, yeah, our reservation or a reservation. Uh, I'm getting better at that. You're, you're <laughs> Oh, Quit trying to be young. Yeah, <laughs> one year. I'm older. I had a birthday earlier this month. Ningadaswe. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, Ningadaswe. Uh, I 56, yeah. Okay, yep. That's uh, 56. Wow. Uh, winters. Or 56 uh, winters, trips. Winters, yeah. Yep, winters. Uh, old. That's how old, 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 old I am. And uh, let's see. I just want to point out that Bungi Etata or Etigo Nata Anishinaabe Mowin, and that I'm just telling you, I'm trying to be humble here. 
Uh, I, I'm not an expert by no means. I know a little bit of Anishinaabe Moen, which is quite a bit, but, uh, I, I always you're say gonna, there's always more to learn. Yeah, you're, and you're gonna learn. Mm-hmm. If you take it another two years, maybe. Yeah. If you listen to somebody that's a lone speaker, you will get it. Yeah, and we're gonna work on that. We're gonna work mm-hmm. on doing some immersion stuff. Hopefully we get together with, uh, Jay and, mm-hmm. um, Nashki Benes and, uh, we'll plan some things like that where we get a lot of speakers coming up. Anyhow, Nizigos, Gintam. Okay. Beno Gijeb, no, uh, no commis, indigenous, Zabikonez, Zagigan, and Donjibo. Melisha Ogi Abi Oma. Long time I've been living here. Can I go be Madisian all my life? But, uh, I, uh, I was gonna say, uh, Min, uh, Min, Minol Gijeb, Can I go and Dinaway Malganunk? Or you could say, Gidinaway Malganun. Uh, Nimin Gigi Nuki Oma Kinago Anishinaabeg Miigwech I said all that work here and all the Indians that live here Miigwech Kidabizindawayuk You should listen Yeah, just try to pick up these words uh, We're going to try to get the or we do post these online too so uh, look for our podcasts and uh, we're working we got a couple of young gentlemen here helping us out with all this and we really want to Give them a shout out, Carlos Jenkins and uh, Anthony uh, Drift. They're they're producing this, and if you want to check out their work, uh, go online right now on Facebook, and we're streaming, uh, and we're gonna try to get this uh, out there to as many people as we can. Take notes. Uh, we are uh, looking also for somebody that can kind of uh, help us out with the content. So every show we need somebody to kind of. Uh, bring us material, uh, bring us ideas, you know, uh, interact or respond to a lot of the questions because Auntie Karen gets a lot of that. And what was your phone number again, Auntie? 218-750-7268. And you can, uh, you know, text her um, or call her if you have a, a burning question and uh, you need some information right away that concerns, you know, either the history here in Net Lake, uh, cultural um, direction, and, you know, just in general, uh, word um, questions about the language. But uh, I always remember Asema, to bring your Asema, you know, when you see her and uh, you partake of her knowledge. So... Uh, just want to get all that out of the way, so check us out on Facebook. And, um, yeah, thank you guys back there. I like that. they come, We come in and they got half the show ready to go, and we just need somebody to uh, help us out. And if you're out there and you want to kind of put more, um, I guess, organization to, to what we're doing here, we are open to your suggestions. Just uh, give us a comment. See what you want, more you want to see, maybe how you want it organized. Just kind of open for ideas and uh, really appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Miigwech, Bizinda, 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 
<laughs> See? You'll catch on. You'll catch on. Uh, I don't like to correct you. No, but... no, no, no. That's fine. I think that's just part of learning, you know. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, they kind of feel like, you know, like they're being corrected. But, no, I think that, that we need that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of want to encourage everybody, like, in that instant, you know, where you, you, you're attempting to talk, don't be afraid of it. Because somebody's there, they'll they'll pick you up. They'll they'll put you yeah. put you back up there on the right path. So mm-hmm. that's what it's about. And I uh, just want everybody to feel that that comfort there of uh, having somebody around because that's that's uh, that's our way, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you got on your mind today? Well, I was gonna uh, give you an example with with like uh, phone numbers, like. 218, that's our area code. You go Nij, Bejik, Ish, uh, how do you say it? Let's see, Nana Nigadas, Nishwaswe. Nij, Bejik, Nishwaswe. That's 218. Nij is 2, Bejik is 1, Nishwaswe is 8. And you can lose, use all your numbers for even phone numbers, house numbers, everything. You know, there's money, junior, to nij, nijwabik, you know, nanobik. That's why we, it's, it's good to know your numbers from one to a hundred or even to a thousand. But what I was going to talk about today, I, yesterday I, I, I sit a lot at home which I shouldn't be doing. I should be trying to walk. But yesterday I was thinking blueberry. I was thinking about blueberries. And in uh, when it, 19, it was 1958-59, I was just thinking, I was telling telling my, my news, I was saying, you know what I said? 1958-59, I said, was the last time I ever seen an Indian reservation, an Indian campground. I was eight, seven, eight years old, and we used to go camping out on Wood Duck or Lost River. We used to go out there, pick blueberries around end of June, and there used to be I remember there used to be uh, Harry Porter, Jenny, Doug, and Frank Porter. All of them would be out there camping. They'd have a teepee set up and where they'd stay for them. And then there was like uh, them and uh, Russell Strong, Elsie, Elsie Sam, Dinsky, and Wendy. And their old grandma, Bay Bombeek, they were out there camping. And then there was Lester's family. There was uh, Ray Drift, Jesse, Lester, Diggy, and Jeanette. Them, they would be camping out there. And then us, there would be Ruby and my mom and my uncle Louie. And all, all the kids would go that were like at least eight, nine years old. They would take pick and they would take us and then Clara and her mom and dad and <clears throat> Herbie Reg Reg was a baby then I remember his boss sat him in a blueberry patch and he must have 
He must have picked up a bee and he got stung on his lip because he was just a baby. Then he, you know, and there used to be a lot of families out there. I remember them saying that Jimmy Drift, Ida, and uh, Fod, and I don't know who else, they went down a Wood Duck River while we were camping down a Lost River. And there was more Angeline would uh, be with Ruby. She'd never have any of her kids with her, just her picking. And uh, the boys would go fishing down by the river, and then we'd have fish, you know. I don't know what kind of fish them were. We'd get up early. They'd have a fire going already, things cooking. Things like over the fire, like they'd make a big pot of oatmeal or white rice or, and you know, they'd, they'd have hot water for tea or coffee. They'd make coffee out there. And then we wouldn't, we'd, my mom and would just take Bannock out there for lunch, uh, right at, uh, where we were picking, picking blueberries and, and there was like campfires going all over in the in the evenings. You'd see them campfires, everybody talking, you know. And that's the last uh, that. Uh, and I think that was all one of them. I don't know which. I think it might have been Gil- uh, Norman. Because uh, Uncle Louie would take Gilead, Norman, and Roger out there picking. With He would take three of them. And uh, all, uh, I think it was Norman, because he was a younger one. He said, hey, aren't we just like Indians here? He'd say, because <laughs> of teepees and uh-huh. you know, have cooking outside and eating outside. And yeah. He said, you are Indian, they said, <laughs> but yeah, they... How, uh, how young, I suppose right away, yeah, they were like Norman Lou and them, they were, uh, or did they just go to school here in the village? Just here in the village. Oh, okay, so they went to Orr, uh, yeah. like here in mm-hmm. Orr? Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just kind of wondering where they're, because uh, I know they were brought up in the church, yeah. church way too. They, they, them, uh, Norman... And Lou and the girls were, uh, they, your grandma sent them to Sisseton. Oh, really? And, uh, but then uh, they only went there once, and Carol always talks about that. She said they wanted to get rid of us, she said. Mm. But then Gillig and Roger always stayed at my grandma and grandpa's. They would never, they went and hid away when their mother was trying to, get them baptized and they ran away and they wouldn't go back home so they just uh, stayed upstairs in my grandma and grandpa's house and uh, Lou always said he was too young he didn't know anything about that he just he had to follow what his ma did you know mm-hmm. but yeah it was we'd fill up the, uh, my grandpa would make wooden crates for the blueberries, it'd be long and skinny, about yeah. that. 
and they'd be about that big. Mm-hmm. And we'd fill them up with blueberries. Mm-hmm. And, and when they were all full, somebody would come back with the blueberries and go and sell them at Foster's. Oh, yeah. And then... And for everybody everybody that's listening, especially if you're younger, Foster's used to be a store right across the... Dam. From the dam, yeah, mm-hmm. on the opposite side, the yeah. same side. Yeah, right by that river. That's where the Indians' hangout was. Mm-hmm. They'd go and parch rice for the ones that didn't have no parching, parching places. Mm-hmm. So there was... Uh, there was like, uh, see, Jesse's family, Strong's. There was a lot of Strong's out there. Um, Good Skies, Porters. I know there was another family out there, but I can't remember. Uh, Jim Drift and Ida used to come there, but then they, they would go to a different place in Wood Duck. I see them out there once, and then there was about seven, eight families, but I can't remember who the mother, just the ones we stayed close to, you know, and pick all day and in the evening, we'd just be glad to get the, to get the done and go go to our camp. And just sit around while the guys, the boys would go hunting. They'd one, they'd come back with a rabbit one, and my mom made a rabbit soup with white rice. So that mm, was good. I bet. Wabu's me and Wab, 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 Wabski, Wabski, Manoman. I mean Wabski. Yeah. No, how? How would you say rice? White rice? Probably just... Wapskim. Wapskim, Manoman. Yeah, white rice, because mm-hmm. Manoman is rice. Yeah. White rice, Wapskim, Manoman. Yeah, so them, them were the last days I ever seen of, uh, like, living in... Uh, then when we come back here, you come back to your old house and... You know your everyday thing. You never, you never lived that way again until next blueberry picking time. You know we we would nobody was uh, rich here where they could go buy a tent or you know mm-hmm. set up a tent. I know they had a couple of canvases, great big, and they built like a little wagon where the boys would stay and they just throw that canvas over that uh, mm-hmm. wagon like mm-hmm. so, and that's where I was just getting your whatever you needed right where you were yeah yeah and uh, I remember delayed Justin squeak and uh, Roger herbie Gail and them I don't think, yeah, Kenny used to come with us, not Gail, just Kenny. He'd come along picking, but his dad was too busy working in a, in somewhere, and then his mom was, so Kenny would come with us and be with the boys, with all his cousins. How old, how old was, uh, how old was my dad when, they lived over in, I think it's Brit. 
Yeah. He said, uh, his dad was over there working. Yeah, in the woods. Oh, okay. I remember that uh, Ruth Ann and Alice and somebody else killed a deer with a hatchet. I don't know how they got it. Mm-hmm. They couldn't uh, shoot or a gun or something. And uh-huh. I suppose in that area. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember I went over there where they all they were working as as jippo, pe- mm. you know, camp mm-hmm. cutting, cutting. Uh, or peeling, yeah, and then that's when they said Ruth Ann and Alice and Emma, three of them killed that deer, <laughs> and they had deer meat over there. So uh, Louis, Louis and uh, Herbert and Albert must have been all working there when they they were. Oh, young. okay. Yeah, yeah. I know he he talked about uh, living over there. But he didn't mention any other family, so that's interesting. Would you say Herb and... Herb and Emma. Oh. This is Ruth Ann and Albert lived oh, there. Oh, okay. So there must have been three of them working there before mm-hmm. they... Albert moved on to the... to the... where he worked all his life, most of his life. And mm-hmm. I remember he couldn't get off racing a lot, so mm. I was like 12, 13, 12, I think 12, even maybe 11. And I'd, I'd have to pull Ruth Ann around in a, out on a lake when they're racing because Albert couldn't get off mm-hmm. from work. From work, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was always busy, I know that. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I always remember about him, you know, be outside. Keeping himself busy, I always thought. Then on our first pick in the evening, we'd come home and come to the camp, and my mom and Ruby would boil blueberries. We'd have blue, uh, blueberry sauce for, mm. and they'd, uh, Uncle Bill, Uncle Bill was out there too. Uncle Bill would do a ceremony for picking blueberries, and they'd make us all put little bit Sam out before we all went to pick pick our berries or even the little kids well I think uh, seven eight we me and Clara were when we go through did you did you ever were there a lot of um encounters with bears when you were doing that do you remember no nothing no? No. Mm, okay yeah. hmm. I know later I, like people that go out to West boundary nowadays I know they they uh, saw them talk about, oh, yeah, a bear came into our where we were picking berries, you know. Mm-hmm. So a um, lot of wildlife up here, a lot of bears close by because mm-hmm. of that, that uh, yeah. sanctuary nowadays. But um, they, they keep to themselves, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you just, I, I know I hear some people, they pick right alongside the bears. Mm-hmm. You know, the bears over there rolling around doing whatever they're doing, and then mm-hmm. they just keep on. Uh, yeah. picking their berries, you know. I mean, they keep their distance and everything, but, yeah. Don't want to be like them people that go out with the buffalo and yeah. <laughs> try to pet the pet the buffalo. One and, time, me and Lester went out there. We'd go by ourselves because nobody, everybody was getting Timshki then. Mm. Some, once in a while, we'd take our grandkids out there, but me and him would go alone, and we we did. He said, go to the car, he said. He didn't haul. He said, go to the car right now. So I I went to the car, and he come. And he said, do you know why I told you to go to the car? He said, 
There was a bear close by. He was looking at us. Mm. But I, I said, I wonder if he would have bothered us. And he said, I don't know. Mm. So we went. And usually we, when we go on 65, before we get get there, we honk our horn just loud to yeah. scare. Or else if we had, he used to have firecrackers. And mm-hmm. he'd throw a firecracker out before oh, yeah. before we went and to yeah. chase yeah, I'm, I, I've heard of people doing that, too. Mm-hmm. You can buy your fireworks now, I think. Yeah, they must have their little stands set up somewhere mm-hmm. in town. Yeah, and then uh, they used to, uh, when we went picket berries, they, they used to make a, a blueberry bannock mm-hmm. right over the open fire, and that was, mm-hmm. they'd make two great big round bannocks. What? For enough for... Uh-huh. But then we'd only, us kids, we'd just get one big piece and that was it, you know. Mm-hmm. We couldn't be gookoosh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the last time I seen it. Then we come home and then go sell a uh, We never get nothing for picking, just an ice cream cone from Foster's. Mm-hmm. And then we get, uh, School clothes, our parents would get us, like, order from the catalog, Sears catalog. They'd order from the catalog our our socks and shoes for the school year. But it, we'd only get two pairs of clothes, and we'd have to, when we come home from school, we'd have to take them off and, you know, wear our old ragged clothes, you know, to play in. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's how it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, uh, one thing that, that came to mind, I don't mean to interrupt you, I'll let you finish, but I had a question about, I heard they they shut the school down for, like, right when it got too, mud, too muddy? No? No. No. I, I know they shut it down for rice, and they oh, let, okay. one year they let all the kids rice, the ones I would, they shut it down for them, but they had to have a note from their parents that mm-hmm. they were going to rice, and that's when Sonson and Pete and Mark started rising, mm-hmm. and Carlene, so I had four of them home, and then they only got like a week off of school, but... I remember the principal come down there and said, it's been over a week now. They should be in school. And that was elementary up here. And I said, no, they're not. We're not done rising yet. I said, we're, we're still rising and they got to make their own clothes and jackets. I said, so they, he let them go another three days to mm-hmm. rice. But I can't remember. No, I don't ever remember if it was too muddy or, mm-hmm. or maybe they did before my, mm-hmm. my what do you call? Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a good time there. Yeah, I remember uh, they, when they would let us out. Not let us out, but they would let us, the, the, what do we call it, early school. That's what we used to mm-hmm. call it. Yeah. And we'd start in like about mid-August, I think it was, or maybe in mm-hmm. the beginning of August. And, uh, 
Yeah, I can remember. We went we went to school for like two weeks, and I know they uh, they accelerated everything, so we got like a month almost of, mm-hmm. of time that we could take off for racing, and I had to have been at least maybe 12, I think, at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Yeah, so... It was uh, it was very nice. I remember I'd be able to go to school and I'd have all new clothes, yeah. <laughs> new clothes, you know, and everything that I needed to, uh, you know, to to start studying and everything. So that was always a good time. I mean, especially when you get out there and it really kind of taught you, the, you know, the value of of that work because it's not easy mm-hmm. you know it, it's for young people basically you know but mm-hmm. as you're out there you know you kind of and then you get taught a lot of the the uh traditions you know yeah. like sharing and mm-hmm. helping and you know just being a member of the community in your own family yeah you can even you can even find medicine floating on a lake oh yeah like yeah a condom what they call it mm-hmm. it's a, it looks like a big uh yellow and black yeah. Like a big, uh, what would you call, a cone uh, or a... Yeah. You know what that always reminded me of? Mm-hmm. Giraffes. Yeah. <laughs> that's a color. Uh, it's to think, oh, yeah. Like a long neck. Yeah. Uh, giraffe or like mm-hmm. their legs or something. I was like, oh, yeah, giraffe legs, I used mm-hmm. to think. <laughs> I got a recipe on uh, uh, medicine, how you make medicine out of that. And you said they and, call it condomo? Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's for... When when I give you the medicines, I'm mm-hmm. still waiting to have a ceremony because okay. I can't give you no medicine until I sure I have. A, okay, but uh, it's right in there what it's for and how much mm-hmm. how much to make and oh. all that. I was showing Shane mm-hmm. when he come over to visit one time. I said, "Look at this condom medicine." It tells it. I think it said it was for stomach mm-hmm. drink. You got a drink, and then in that uh, in that uh, Indian medicines, there's there's a you even use uh, turtle eggs. You gotta find turtle eggs, mm-hmm. and then beehives. Oh, okay. There's medicines in there that are made out of beehives. Oh. Yeah, I was just. Uh remarking or thinking about that this weekend because uh <clears throat> my my little the last dog that we had all through the uh the uh 2010s i think it started maybe like 2008 when we got uh a couple puppies and then uh some more were added and we've lost i don't know maybe two or three of them i think there was in total maybe about six of them okay. but then uh the dog that that eventually I, I ended up taking care of mostly, and she always stayed by me. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Oops, sorry about that. Um, but <clears throat> she used to go out and pick medicine, you know, and I always thought to myself, hey, that's probably how, you know, people learn about uh, different medicines. Because uh, I, I always used to wonder why she would go out there <coughs> and she'd start eating uh, particular plants. And uh, same thing with this dog this weekend. I was uh, He must have got, um, I don't know, kicked or got in a fight with another animal or something. Mm-hmm. But he was limping around quite a bit. 
um, and you know how they are when they they're they're uh, <clears throat> sick. Mm-hmm. They they starve, you know, themselves, and uh, the way that, that that's a healing power that they have. That uh, and so I'm sure people learned a lot from the animals, and I just wanted to kind of stress that because I was re- kind of reminded by that when he was out there. I let him out in the morning and uh, helped him down to the to ground level, and then right out right off the bat, he goes over and starts munching on some some of the plants, you know. Yeah. And he's never done that. Not like my other dog. My other dog used to do it all the time, but then she she had allergies, mm-hmm. and that's what I always thought. Uh, maybe she was, um, you know, treating herself with yeah. different medicines and stuff. So I always thought that was that was just an observance that I had over the weekend, and I I was, uh, you know, that little guy, uh, the one that I don't know. He, he, he seems to be on the rebound now. He's better than he was um, three days ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, whatever it was that, that he went through, um, yeah. So he's just taking the time now. You know, he hasn't eaten anything. He hasn't uh, really didn't drink too much, you know, but he's out there, you know, picking his plants. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that's that's awesome. I seen a dog when we Grandma had all them dogs over yeah. there. There was one that was like that dog was puking he was throwing up Mm -hmm. and then uh, I watched him and he went back we had like we had like people like how when you mow your lawns it's nice and yeah uh, the the horses used to keep our lawns really nice because they they were eating out Mm -hmm. there was two horses that they let go Mm-hmm. I mean, come all the walk all over in Strongville. In these, these, uh, they would keep the grass nice because they would eat grass all day. But this dog went over there and he was eating grass. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking maybe he's uh, he's doing that because he has an upset stomach or why he's throwing up. Yeah. You know, yeah, they you know they know how to. Just like they say, they they say that if you have if you have something like a, a, a hurt ankle or something that's hurting on your body, they they used to say have your dog lick lick your wound. Yeah, yeah. And, and when Lester had his uh, his surgery, he's got a big. Uh, thing on his back where they took his lung out mm-hmm. and he'd go sit on the back where where our dog was yeah and his name was spot our dog and he'd sit there without a shirt t-shirt and that yeah. dog would lick his back mm-hmm. yep and that his it's you know it seemed like it it did help it yeah it healed him you know yeah and remember, I, I was telling you, I wish I would have known what kind of medicine they used when our horse was worked too hard and she was hemorrhaging. She was using, losing her Blood. baby, mm-hmm. her colt. Yeah. And in there, there's medicine made from Albert Strong. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, in that material? Yeah. That gonna... And I, I was looking through all the medicines, and it said Albert Strong. Mm-hmm. It said on their hemorrhage, medicine for hemorrhage. Oh, yeah. And that's what they must have gave that horse. Yeah. And I wonder if it was like a coagulant or something that kind of helps the blood. I, th- I think they had to drink it or eat it with something. Mm-hmm. Maybe that horse, I don't know. Yeah. I never asked how they, how they, but that, but this medicine, it, it has Albert Strong's mm-hmm. medicine on there and it has like, Four different, uh, four different uh, little blocks of wood about this about this uh-huh. long and about that round, like a you know just a small, a small, and it can, you have to boil all four of them together with something else. Mm-hmm. It just tells he tells everything what to do, how to make that medicine. Yeah. What kind of what kind of things to get and everything, and and I thought that was what they cured the horse with. Oh yeah. They cured him with uh, that hemorrhaging because. What do you call it? What was her name again? Big, big. Big queen. Big queen. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to remember. Mm-hmm. Then they had Cali. Mm-hmm. That was a. Uh, they got him from Calumet. That's where they went and got him from. Oh, Big Cali. Yeah, that's why they called him Cali. <laughs> Outside, uh, they use a name from California. I always thought mm-hmm. that's what they, because my dad would talk about, mm-hmm. talk about the horses too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to remember something came to mind. Uh, hey, you were talking earlier about uh, Bibon Beak. Who, who, who was, who was she? She was an, the old lady good sky. Oh, okay. Russell Strong. That was my mom and uh, your dad's cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, his dad was Bob Strong. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, I don't know how he got with uh, with Babe on Beacon. Him. Oh, he, he married one of her daughters. Mm. And she was a uh, good sky. Uh, but uh, I've always known her as Bay Bombeek. Mm-hmm. And uh, then she married, uh, he married Elsie uh, Sam from Tower. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's when they had Dinsky, Wendy, and Wendy, oh, Stanley, okay. mm-hmm. and then Bobo. Oh, really? Gail, yeah. Huh. Bobo, Bobo and Dinsky are gone. The only one that's alive is uh, Wendy, they called him. Mm. It was Stanley. Mm-hmm. Just as old as Squeak, Stanley. Uh-huh. He must be in uh, Minneapolis yet. Oh, okay. I don't know. I know because when uh, Bobo and uh, Russell Jr. Dinsky died, they come buried him up here. Mm-hmm. So I'll never hear. Remember Dennis Gizik? They used to call him. I forget what they... You don't remember him? No, I don't. Mm, that was... Uh, how, how would he be related to uh, Mozanum? That was, uh, his mother was uh, my dad's uh, sister, mm-hmm. uh, Lillian. That was his mother. Okay. And uh, our old grandma Gizik bought him up. Mm-hmm. And then when he, he went to school here in Orr, then not too long after his grandma passed, so he took off for the cities. 
and he's he called he squeak has his phone number mm. and he called then he he called me one day he said he's living in an uh, assistant living home in uh, uh-huh. in Minneapolis but he was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. they called him Boone mm. but his really name was English name was Dennis Dennis Gishik. okay and he gave himself a, one of these names, 007, I what? think. <laughs> cool name, cool yeah. nickname. <laughs> I think they would have changed it to double O here. No. Yeah. <laughs> or just seven. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's. So there, he was uh, Dinchki's brother? No. No? No. Did, uh, that was uh, different, uh, different modes. uh Moats' nephew. Oh, okay. See, the only uncle we have left now on here, me and Squeak, is uh, uh, Moats is our only uncle left. Mm-hmm. And after Moats goes on, goes, we won't have no uncles anymore. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I always forget about Moats. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You should go visit him. Yeah. But yeah, um, so a lot of that, that that's the kind of stuff I think that a lot of our young people need need to know is just some of this family relationships and some of these, associate some of the old old uh, nicknames to yeah. uh, their English names. And mm-hmm. I suppose, you know, like Jared, Jared, we should get Jared up here too, uh, Whiteman. He's got a lot of history of, of Net Lake itself and... Uh, you know, some of the family ties. I know he goes all the way back to, uh, he's mentioned some posts about who was who that signed all these treaties back mm-hmm. in the uh, 1800s. And he can, you know, trace it back to mm-hmm. today and who's related to those individuals, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's got a lot of knowledge. And I know he, he researched all of his uh, his dad's side. Did pretty comprehensive uh, research on all of that, you know, going all the way up in Canada, and the same thing that he just started. Because I asked him when I saw how much material he had about um, his dad's side, mm-hmm. and I I asked him. I said, "Hey, have you done?" Uh, and this was probably about five years ago, maybe more. But I said, uh, "What do you know about your uh, your strong side, your mom's side?" And that's what he was. Uh, he said, "Oh, I'm, I'm just starting it." So I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he's right in the middle of everything. Yeah, he's been posting pictures of our grandma and grandpa, and I think it's their youngest, Ruby. Mm-hmm. She's holding a Ruby. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that was she. Ruby was the oldest. Mm-hmm. Then Albert. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of these kids got to learn from the what's what was back at the past, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I think you know, I was the last one to see, see the how we went picking, how they set camp up and everything else, you know, how we ate out there, you know, how we slept out there, you know. Everybody was asleep by eight o'clock as soon as it got dark, and then up early six o'clock and. Seven, we'd eat, and then we'd wait for the... Visit kbft.org for Section 2 or your local podcast directory.